frequency of heaven I want to be Hello and welcome to the Frequency of Heaven podcast. This is Pastor Caleb Plum. So glad you're tuning in today, praying God's blessing on your life. Lord, right now, for everyone listening, would you release a blessing in your favor and make your face shine on them? Would they understand the value of who they are in Christ, the value and the fact that you sent your one and only begotten son for them? And Father, that your love, it's higher and it's wider, it's longer and it's deeper, and it has the ability, according to Ephesians 3, to fill us up. I pray for every believer today, be filled up, who's listening to this podcast in Jesus' name. I want to jump right in and do a podcast. I want to call this podcast Recharge. Does anybody need a recharge? I think we all do. And I, the Lord kept putting Psalm 32, verse 6 and 7 on my heart. And, um, and I kept kind of looking at these and I noticed there's so much good stuff here. <clears throat> I want to And as I began to think about this, I kind of see four key elements that I use these constantly in prayer. Now, I want to read verse 7 here of Psalm 32, talking about getting recharged in the Spirit. But verse 7 says, you are my hiding place, God. Isn't it awesome that God is our hiding place? Because we can hide in the middle of a crowd. You know, whenever fear, frustration You know, sometimes we think about hiding, you got to run and find a spot no one can see you. But when God is your hiding place, you can rest in him anytime, anywhere. It's awesome. You will protect me from trouble and watch this, surround me with songs of deliverance. And what do you think about... In the Christian life, we want to go, we want to advance, we want to take ground for the kingdom, we want to lead people to Christ, we want to do all these things. But here, David, the great warrior, the king, the giant killer, talks about not taking ground, but uh, when I when I hear the word hiding place, it almost sounds like retreating. But here's a fact. Every team, every troop, every military knows if you're going to be successful, there is a time to retreat, to hide, recharge, so you can advance. You know, in pride, sometimes we won't hide and recharge. You know, it says in Luke 5, verse 16, Jesus often withdrew to the lonely places, as was his custom to be alone with his father. Well, if Jesus, if God in flesh needed to retreat and find the father as his hiding place, then you and I probably do too. But now watch this. There's four different things mentioned here. Confession of sin, worship, teaching, and uh, prayer and prayer. That was the other one. So there's four things that he does here. When we retreat, when we get away, there's confession, there's prayer, there's teaching, and there's worship. And I, before I studied this today, I didn't think about this, but you know, in many, many times when I get alone with the Lord, and I'm going to try to spend an hour with him, I am doing those four things. It's not exactly in a certain order, but wow, 
when you want to recharge, if you can do, and he's going to lay it out here, you know, he's going to lay out confession of sin. He's going to talk about prayer. He's going to talk about um, songs of deliverance. And he's going to end up the very last verse of the chapter. It says, sing all of you who are upright in heart. And he's going to talk about teaching and being taught. If you need a recharge, now there are times and places where ministries and, and ministers, they'll actually have a personal retreat. I know my my brother-in-law's church, Blue Springs, over in Kansas City, Missouri area, they have uh, retreats. Um, I have a pastor friend back home that's their ministry is they lead retreats. There are retreats all over the nation where pastors can get away for a pastor's retreat three days, five days a week. But we need, you know, the Sabbath that God put um, in effect for the Jewish people that they would rest on the seventh day in, in some sense that is making God your hiding place. It's shutting down and resting. And I'm terrible about this. You know, I just want to keep going, keep moving, keep doing stuff, but we need to recharge. So let's jump in here and look at uh, some of these awesome ways that we can recharge. And I honestly think having 30 minutes to 60 minutes every day for this, if you if you would discipline yourself, remember Paul told Timothy, train yourself in godliness, right? You know, if someone shows up at your doorstep and says, hey, let's go run a marathon. Well, if someone said that to me today, I'm in trouble. I can't run a marathon right now. I would, I can't go whatever, 26 miles. Now, if someone showed up and said, Caleb, in six months, there's going to be a marathon, let's train. Well, I can do that. And in six months, I might be able to slowly jog a marathon without stopping. That would be my goal. It's just a, a slow, steady jog. I don't care if it's a six-hour marathon and try to run, run without stopping. But with training, we can do all kinds of things. So Paul tells Timothy, train yourself in godliness. Here's how we can hide, recharge, develop a discipline. Verse five, I acknowledged, uh, well, look, look at verse four. Day and night, your hand was heavy upon me, God. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Well, there's a good verse. It's not even technically summer yet, but can you relate? By the time you listen to this podcast, it might be summer. This is June 20th. Someone told me that uh, tomorrow or the next day is the first day of summer. But, you know, does it really, you know, doesn't need to be summer. It was 90 almost every day last week, going to be 90, I think, every day this week, except one. You know what it feels like when the sun zaps you. What do you need? You need to recharge. Well, how do we spiritually recharge? Verse five, I acknowledge my sin to you. Sometimes when we get alone with God and we're trying to hide away with him and retreat with him, we are completely oblivious to a sin, a sinful attitude. This has happened to me multiple times. I've been fasting and praying, just want to get close to God. And he spent you know, the first day or two of my retreat, just completely cleaning me out of all my my selfishness. And it, honestly, selfishness is a, is, is a good topic there because over and over and over again, when I have fasted and prayed especially and I've gotten still before God, I just like, I have a lot to repent of. But there, there's a, that's recharging. You know, when you repent, if you take an old battery that's all corroded, you ever popped your hood and there's all that, greenish corrosion around your poles on your car battery. Your car battery might be fine, but it's got all that, you know, get get that off there and uh, put your leads back on and your car battery might be just fine, but there's corrosion. You can't recharge. 
Well, sin is like that. We can't recharge. And so we need to confess it. And sometimes we just need to have a discipline. God, would you show me, is there anything I need to repent of? And just start confessing to him. You know, you're just him and God. He already knows it all anyway. But it, it cleans so the recharge can happen. And you forgive me of my guilt, it says. Verse five. Now, here's, here's the second step. It's not just confession. Therefore, uh, I felt like the Lord's may stop here. Some of you may have never done this before. Like, how do I confess my sin to God? I want to slow down and go back to this confession. You just simply, you know, anytime you've ever apologized to anybody, but you remember you're talking to Almighty God. So there's an element of reverence, but you can simply say, God, I know I have done X, Y, and Z. I am sorry. Would you please forgive me? Now, I think it's great when people say sorry. I try to do this. Um, have you ever had a conflict with a, a, a person? It's, it's kind of hard to say I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you something. It is very hard, if you're not used to it, to go to that next level. Would you forgive me? You almost feel childish, but I'm sorry could mean... I'm sorry this happened. I'm sorry you feel that way. When you add on the phrase, will you please forgive me? You are fully acknowledging I have done something wrong that needs to be fixed. You know, not just I want you to like me again and move on. <laughs> you know, so anyway, it can be that simple. God, I have I've used some language with my tongue. I know it does not honor you. I am sorry. Step one. Step two, would you please forgive me? And it's to go step three. Would you help me, Father? Not, would you strengthen me and convict me and help me not to do this sin again? So that's just simple um, kind of stuff on, on how we can clean that up. And verse six, therefore, now this is a very important verse to me. One of my times when I, I thought there was a loved one that I had that their life was hanging by a thread. And I was very, very, very scared I was going to lose them. In the middle of the night, I woke up. You want to talk about getting, <laughs> trying to get on the frequency of heaven. I pray in the middle of the night every night. Sometimes I fall asleep, but I try to get up and pray for an hour every single night, probably for the last almost five, 10 years. I don't know when I started doing it. I did it last night. I did it the night before. I always, once in a while, I'm on vacation. I'm really tired. I'll sleep all the way through the night, but it's super rare. And so I do in my routine and I got up to pray in the middle of the night. And um, right as I was about to sit down, I'll never forget this, sit down on a dark brown couch in our house in Palo, Iowa. I saw in the spirit, I saw the Psalm. I saw 32, the colon and the six. And I didn't know, I was like, what's Psalm 32, six? <laughs> Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. And I took that verse to say, Caleb, if you will keep praying for this person, the waters won't reach you or them. And um, God, God did that. And he brought that verse to me. It just rocked me and brought incredible confidence. And over the years, when I've started to fear about um, that particular person, the Lord will bring that verse back to me. Keep praying. <laughs> but we, this is, let all the faithful pray to you, God. And his notice is while you may be found, there's there's a timeline here. 
sometimes you might go to pray and something has already happened. And uh, But the Lord wants us to develop the training, the discipline, getting in the secret place, staying recharged, staying recharged. I really feel like sometimes as a Christian, we're walking around and our battery is on like 4%. Can you imagine the Energizer bunny and like walking across, like everything's in slow motion. If it tried to talk, it, the battery is going down and the speech is slurred. You know, I, I, I'm... I'm very, I, when my battery's low, I, every little thing bothers me. I'm cranky. I I don't love the way I'm, I'm more selfish, prone to sin. We need to hide away. We need to retreat. Confession, prayer. And you present your request to him. Talk to him. Um, and let him know your fears and worries. Again, he already knows those things. But remember, prayer's not just asking for stuff, right? Prayer is fellowship with God. It's listening and um, I think that it's very important for us to learn as we're confessing, as we're listening. Sometimes we just say, God, what do you want to talk about? See him sitting in a chair next to you. See him with you sitting side by side, looking out at a river as the water goes by. Do some prayer exercises, but be with him. You know, when Mary got at the feet of Jesus in Luke 10 and just listened and she was fellowshipping with the Lord, you know? And it's so critical that we don't just talk, talk, talk at him, but we listen and we talk with him. And sometimes um, when I get alone with the Lord and doing soaking prayer, when, I, when you're doing soaking prayer, you might put on some music and you're, ba- you're basically just listening and you're picturing yourself like a sponge and you are soaking up as much of the Lord as you possibly can. And you're just listening and waiting listening and waiting. I said yesterday in my sermon, Moses waited like seven days on Mount Sinai to finally enter the glory. He was soaking. In fact, he soaked in the glory so much that when he came down the mountain, he was glowing. (laughs) God, God's glory, he soaked up the glory. But you and I can do that. And we retreat to the hiding place. We pray, but prayer's not just talking to God. We're listening. We're listening. What if one, you know, you, you so, sit there and soak and listen for 30 minutes, listening to some music, trying, your mind will wonder, bring it back. It's okay, be, God's gracious, he understands. And we're training, we're learning how to be alone with him. Our mind's gonna wonder, but we keep bringing it back to him. And I, I literally spent a lot of time trying to seek God's face. There's several verses that talk about seeking, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. I'll come and heal the land. We need to seek. I literally try to see Jesus' face and focus on that so my mind isn't as wandering. And listen, what verses does he bring up? What songs does he bring up? But soaking in, in, it says, and let let me go to another verse here. We'll go to Psalm 131 for a second. Flip over here. Flip over here. This is when you're hiding in Jesus, this is very important. Psalm 131, my heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters, uh, great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I've calmed and quieted my soul. I am like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child. I'm content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. That's what we're talking about in soaking prayer. Being still, resting in the Lord, not 
striving for great things, still and quiet your soul. If you have a lot going on, it might take an hour or two just trying to worship and soaking music, instrumental music, maybe no words, maybe you want some words, play some hymns on YouTube, whatever you got to do. Get your soul, it's a spiritual spa day. <laughs> Get your soul still. Because when your soul gets still, then he can drop one Bible verse in there that will be more powerful than 20 sermons because it came right from him, right from him. And that's what happened to me when I when I got that word about Psalm 32, 6. I was doing some soaking prayer. I was still and boom, one Bible verse got in and did more for me than 20 sermons on have courage. Don't be afraid, you know. So you are my hiding place, verse 7. You will protect me. Back to Psalm 32, verse 7. Now watch this. You will surround me with songs of deliverance. I'll never forget one time I was leading worship for this little conference and I had my songs and I just picked some really upbeat, uh, fiery, you know, let's, you know, onward Christian soldier type songs. And uh, just to, you know, just verse, verses of songs that talk about faith and, and, and being on fire and, and giving your all to Jesus, stuff like that. And this lady came up to me afterwards, this older, wise woman that I've known to grow and trust in Cedar Rapids is really a, a godly woman. And she looked at me and said, you know what you're doing? And I was like, and this is several years ago, but I, I said, uh, well, what do you mean? She said, you were leading us in songs of deliverance. And it's like, and I also, I was singing some just songs from my own heart. You know, I mean, I might've started, you know, like Chris Tomlin, our God is greater, our God is stronger, you know, our God, some song like that. But when I got done, I would keep playing those chords, but I just sing my heart. And, and what God was giving me in that moment. So I was doing a little bit of that too. And she said, you know, what you were singing over us was songs of deliverance. Now, David, now think about who was, who was a man hunted? <laughs> I just said his name. But David was hunted and um, on the run in constant need of deliverance. But he was also a singer, a worshiper. So he writes this. And surround me with songs of deliverance. You know, when I think about that, there's a song called um, Hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. And actually the guy who wrote this, his name is David. And there's so many powerful songs. There's songs of deliverance. There's songs that God is on my side, that God's gonna fight for me. And they do what? They raise your faith. They get our eyes on magnifying Jesus. Cause the more you magnify Jesus, the smaller your problems get, you know? And songs of deliverance, why, why is it a song of deliverance is so important? We talked about confession. That makes sense. We need to confess that cleans us up if we're going to recharge. Prayer, of course, we got to pray if we're going to recharge because that's where the Lord, we connect with him and we ask for help and he gives us help. Why sing songs of deliverance? How does that help us to recharge? Well, when you sing, why is music so powerful? You know, you go and look up the richest people in the world, you know, you, and you, there's guys that are very famous athletes, but you can find a rapper who's way richer than him, you know, and young. 
And it, because music in our culture is so big. Why? Because God made humans to be affected by songs. We are, whole countries are affected by songs. You know, people like, you know, and even in Nazi Germany and places when they wanted to brainwash people, they would use music at times because music gets in deep. Well, if we're going to have tools and resources to rest in Jesus and to overcome the devil and to really recharge, singing opens up your spirit. Jesus says, I want those who will worship in spirit and truth. Now think about that. In John 4, Jesus says, I want those who worship in spirit and truth. When you begin to worship, your spirit opens so truth can deeply get in. And it focuses your heart. Songs of deliverance. And, and Donna, Donna Devashe told this story to several of us, but she was going in for that CAT scan and the whole thing had to go around her and she's, um, she's claustrophobic. And she began to sing, Jesus loves me. And boom, she saw the image of Jesus' face. Boom, darkness gone. She was singing a song of deliverance. And I bet everyone listening, you have a story of time when a song broke you through. Well, it doesn't just be something that you do once in a while. This is how we recharge. Last one here, number eight. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Don't you love that verse? That's an awesome verse. Like God is a father. He's going to help us. He's going to counsel us with his loving eye on us. Whoa, that's awesome. Like the most, the the wisest, most intelligent being in the universe also loves me and wants to teach me, wants to instruct me. You know how many times... I've been frustrated. I've been angry. I've been down and out. I, I'm angry at God because he hasn't. And, and finally breakthrough comes. I finally get a breakthrough. And I look back and I'm like, you know what? God told me to do that six months ago and I didn't listen. He gave me instruction with his loving eye on me. I could have avoided this six-month problem. <laughs> but I didn't listen, you know, and I, I'm serious. It's so frustrating, but he, he did it. He, he does it. Even right now, is there something going on in your life? And you're like, man, I need a way out. I need breakthrough. Nothing's working. Da, 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 da. Is it possible? A wise Christian. Some, and sometimes God will use people you don't want to listen to, but um, is it possible? God's speaking to you and God wants to speak to you. I think that sometimes, we miss it because we're not recharged. We got to get away. We got to hide away and recharge. Let me do a quick little story of this. But I got away one time at a church camp, and I was really frustrated because we had some financial issues going on. We ended up owing the IRS a lot more money than I realized we were going to because I had started up a little part-time job. That might have been my first year teaching drivers. I don't remember, but they didn't take any tax money out. And um, and so at the end of the year, we just owed way more than I was. I For two or three days, finally I retreated. Finally I got in about three hours out at the West Central Camp. I remember where I was on the campground. And I'm praying and I'm worshiping. And I got my Psalm 131. My soul got quiet and still. So I could hear God. And my loving father with his loving eye on me, he told me right there in a prayer time what to do, how to do it. Now, sometimes he doesn't just plant the thought in your head like that. It's through another person or something, but he 
is a loving dad. He's got all the answers. We need to get away. We need to hide away. We need to recharge and see. So there's, there's confession, there's prayer, there's songs of deliverance, and there's instruction from the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. You don't leave us defenseless. You don't leave us helpless. You give us resources straight from your throne. Help us as we hide away to get on your frequency and get the deliverance we need, not so we can stay in retreat mode, but so we can recharge and get back to doing all the things that you've called us to do in your kingdom. But God, help us to make retreating in you, hiding in you, a practice that we do daily, weekly, monthly. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. On the frequency of Christ, I wanna be 